0: The most trusted voice in professional wrestling. Look at this! More than four decades behind the mic. Plain and simple. With unrivaled success in broadcasting. From ringside to the boardroom, to the New York Times bestsellers list. What an impact! Keen insight with a sharp tongue. And if they're smart, they'll listen. Westwood One Podcast Network presents... The Jim Ross Report oh, with WWE Hall of Famer Jim Ross and now the man himself, good old JR. Well, hello again, everybody. I'm good old JR. Jim Ross. Thank you very much for downloading our broadcast. We have a heaping helping of slobber knocker audio right off the damn grill. We've been smoking for quite some time and uh, I think you have a lot of fun to do on our show. Uh, I'm going to tell you all about my thoughts on Survivor Series this Sunday, the Becky Lynch, Ronda Rousey, now Charlotte scenario that uh, we saw uh, uh, unveiled out of necessity on uh, Tuesday night on SmackDown. More on that momentarily. I'll also be talking to the greatest female guitarist in the world, Nita Strauss, will be in our studios here, where I am battling raging fires in Culver City. No, it's good. Everything's good here. And by the way, uh, thank you to all the firefighters that are out here. Everywhere you go, somebody's got a story of of heroism and uh, bravery and and just amazing stuff. So uh, all the firefighters deserve uh, an attaboy. And especially uh, in Thousand Oaks where the latest insane, ridiculous, unnecessary tragedy occurred. Enough. Enough. So, uh, a lot of good things going on. Busy week in wrestling, And uh, I know you want to know because i of, kind of curious myself. Here's what's on my mind. Well, what's on my mind is pretty much dominated this week by this scenario involving the hottest wrestler in WWE, Becky Lynch. Her much-ballyhooed matchup with Ronda Rousey that was scheduled for this Sunday in Los Angeles. Or, I am sitting as we speak uh, at the Survivor Series. Many of you know that match is not going to go on as booked because uh, Miss Lynch suffered a concussion and a broken nose on Monday night on Raw at the hands of Nia Jack uh, in that big uh, SmackDown women versus Raw women melee, Pier Sixer, as Gordon Sully would say. Uh uh. Well, the old Pier Six brawl, the women are tearing each other apart. And I need a gin. <laughs> uh, hell, of an ending on Raw Monday night. I'm kind of getting ahead of my, my script here. Like I have one. Script. I'm too buffering. <laughs> and some Metamucil. That's my script. Um, but I thought they had a hell of a show Monday night thanks to the women. The guys worked hard. I'm not knocking the men. JR's on a rant. He didn't like the way the boys work. They work too fast. They don't sell enough. Wham, wah, wah. It's just that right now, the women are involved in the most captivating storylines. You with me? So that's my take on that. I, and whether or not Charlotte was the ideal person to replace Becky Lynch is, is very subjective. Here's the deal. Who's better right now? There's no 100% accurate answer. When these things get dropped in your lap, I remember when Austin got hurt. We had Rock getting hurt. We had guys, Triple H got hurt. All the top stars during that Attitude Era and beyond had to deal with injuries. It's a part of the game, and you know why? Do you really know why? Because it's not ballet. And people, unfortunately, get hurt. It's smart of WWE to follow the a concussion protocol to the letter. Becky's long-term health is worth much more than uh, a main event at Survivor Series or, or anywhere else. And uh, the Rousey-Lynch scenario, I'm assuming, if you're smart, you resume it somewhere down the road sooner than later. There's an interest there. People have made an emotional investment in that rivalry. And plus, the other aspect is that uh, Becky beat Rousey up with a chair and tried to break her arm in the locker room. Wouldn't you think that'd be enough motivation to follow the storyline up? Exactly. So it's unfortunate for Becky this this time. I believe that this injury could help propel her and get her over even more. I think when it's all said and done, because people now are going to have some empathy for her in an organic and natural way. And that can't be replicated or manufactured. It's how Austin, it's how every top star got over. Their audience made an emotional investment in that persona. And they became very loyal to that persona. So, uh, I, I have high expectations. You know, Can you believe there's four straight days of wrestling in uh, L.A. this weekend? Uh, four straight days, man. NXT TakeOver, Survivor Series, Monday Night Raw. SmackDown. That's a lot of wrestling for that building. I wonder Magic Johnson will show up. You never know. Jeannie Bust might be there scouting for her uh, her women's wrestling thing. It's gonna be airing on Access TV so never know. So, uh that's my thoughts on that. You know, the uh the the shows are leading into Survivor series. I thought the women stole the show on Monday. I thought the announcement of what was gonna be going down and replace of Becky was was a show stealer on uh, Tuesday, even though it wasn't the only piece of good business there. How can anybody bitch about AJ Styles and and uh, Daniel Bryan? I can't. I can't think of any reason. I, I've said this. If I was involved in starting a territory or if I owned a territory, those two cats would be on my must-have list, AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan. And you want to know why? Well, junior they're, they're not young kids. You want to build with youth. I want to be with experience and dedication and teamwork and respect. Those two guys got a world of that, and they, it, because they would be leaders, it, that trickles down to everybody else. And those that don't accept those, their, the traits of styles and uh, Daniel Bryant don't need to be on your team. It's pretty simple. So uh, big week in LA. Ross some time down, did their job, moved it forward very well. Hey, uh, so uh, moving on here, Uh, a lot to cover, Kyle Don't forget, uh, Ingalls Markets in the southeast part of the United States, they have over 200 stores, are stocking now all of our condiments. And I am so happy about that. Uh, And uh, part of the proceeds of every bottle sold goes to Headlock on Hunger. So uh, check out Ingalls throughout the southeast. Uh, If you don't see it on the shelf, ask the store manager or somebody there that looks like they can answer your question. Uh, because it's in route, it's being placed in all the stores now, uh, I, I am told. And I am asking you, if you're out there, and you see our stuff on the shelf there at Ingalls, to take a little pic, picture of it and uh, tweet me, at JRSBBQ. And uh, I would appreciate that. So, and of course, the WW shop has been stocking our, our products for a long time, and, and uh, they ship throughout the North America, if you're interested in that uh, uh, that situation. They do a great job in uh, fulfilling all orders at the, at the WWE shop website. Real good job. Uh, I'm going to be at Wrestlecade next weekend. That's Thanksgiving weekend. I'm not going to the OU West Virginia game. And the reason is I could fly out with the team on Thanksgiving and hang at the hotel Thanksgiving night and then hang all day Friday <laughs> and then go to the game and stand on the sideline for about five hours. And then get in a car and drive to Winston-Salem, North Carolina, where Starca- where uh, Russell Cade will be held. Too much, too much for me. So, I'm going to fly to Charlotte on Friday, after after Thanksgiving. Pray for me, please. And uh, I will go from Charlotte to uh, Winston-Salem with our erstwhile Raphael Morphy, wheelman, driver extraordinaire. And we will go to Winston-Salem where I will watch the football game on the TV. So then I got a good night's sleep. I can drown my sorrows or I can celebrate. You can kind of get the rest of the picture here. And uh, we're ready to go at 10 o'clock on uh, Saturday morning, uh, Thanksgiving weekend in Winston-Salem uh, for Headlock on Hunger with uh, my old pal Jerry the King Lawler. Great photo ops for you guys. We'll sign your swag. You know, enjoy meeting everybody. We're going to be there from 10 to 3. So, no reason if you're going to be at Cade, you can't come by and say hello. A lot of great talents are going to be there, by the way. They really got this thing loaded. I'm very impressed with Cade and I'm uh, excited to to, uh, to see how it's laid out, how, how it operates. Always curious there. Uh, don't forget, also, the King and I, speaking of the King, we'll do our last show of the year. And at our age, you never know. <laughs> but we're doing our last show of the year in Cleveland, and I'm kind of feeling dangerous, like Becker Mayfield said last week. Cleveland, baby. Uh, we're going to be with the king and I'll be at the uh, Hilarities Comic Club, Hilarities Cleveland on Saturday afternoon. A matinee on December the 8th. A uh, matinee shows, two o'clock for the meet and greet, VIP meet and greet, four o'clock for the uh, show. Tickets are on sale now at hilarities.com. Hilarities.com. 85 bucks for VIP, photo ops, autographs, chat, uh, you know all kinds of whatever you want to do, just within reason uh but come through our line and you'll have fun doing that and we'll sign your swag and then the uh, show starts at thirty at, for thirty five dollars it's uh that's for the uh just the general admission ticket. so you get in for as little as thirty five the VIP very limited they're eighty five and they're available uh at uh, Hilarities.com. com. Love to see you there. I've invited Baker Mayfield to join us, but uh we'll see. And finally, uh, just announced last week here on the program, I'll be uh, making an appearance at WrestleMania uh, during WrestleMania weekend uh, for our, our buddies at Two Man Power Trip. Sunday, April the 7th, uh, I'll be a guest there uh, at the uh, Midlands Plaza Hotel. We'll have more information on that as far as the starting times and all that good stuff. Uh, but uh, we'll sell Slavonar, our book there, and some condiments. Because that's in Raphael's neighborhood. He can haul it over in his truck. <laughs> and uh, Midlands Plaza Hotel, a football-slash-wrestling-themed show. Already uh, committed are several five-star recruits, including Stan Lared Hansen, West Texas. Tully Blanchard, quarterback, West Texas. Dan Spivey, badass everywhere. Tito Santana played tight end under his real name, Merced Salis at West Texas back in the day. Hell, it's a West Texas alumni uh, function. We should have got Terry Funk there, for God's sakes. Well, Ross, you bastard, you take all the money, you son of a bitch. Bastard, Oklahoma. Uh, So we're going to have a lot of fun there. and We've got a lot of time to talk about that, so just throwing it out there. And we're planning on some other things for WrestleMania as well. Uh, uh, Again, I mentioned at the top of the program, sending thoughts and prayers out to the victims of last week's uh, deadly shooting at the Borderline Bar and Grill in Thousand Oaks. And, uh, you know, so much sadness for these families. Here's the holidays. It's just not going to be the same for them. I feel so, so bad. Boy, folks, enough's enough. Come on now. God Almighty, what are we doing to each other? Also, want to send thanks to the firefighters, as I mentioned, and emergency services workers fighting horrific wildfires in northern and southern California. Man, when you when you fly into LAX, and there's and there's a little bit of daylight left. It's freaky. It looks like a scene of, a, of a, a goddamn apocalypse or a or a horror movie because you just kind of know of the sadness and the and the, the, the torment that you're going to be. You're flying over. It's horrible. My driver from the airport here was telling me they had to move because and they had a rental house and they had to move because the fire was getting too close. And she and her husband were afraid for their children. On a half-year note, good luck to Edge and Christian to the boys I signed out of Ontario back in the day. I always hit it good with Edge and the and, and crazy little Jay Resso too, little bastard. Uh, Adam's mom and I are about the same age. She's a big Eagles fan, as am I. So we always had that in common. And I really wanted to sign her boy, and we did. And he made a lot of money. I think his first contract was about 200 and change a week. I don't feel bad about that, quite frankly. Uh, he earned his keep. He paid his dues. He'd already paid his dues. He became a big star. So did Shay. And I. Uh, so they're going to start a podcast, uh, E and C Pod of Awesomeness. What else would it be called? And by the way, my producer Ted is being loaned to them to produce their show. Don't think I don't share it. help put guys or give them a rub. My producer producing your show. Help you guys get started. Let's remember that, boy, fellas. Let's remember that. And don't forget, Ted likes nice Christmas gifts. So uh, they're starting this Friday in on Westwood One. Check those rascals out. Is, they join a family of tremendous podcasters, led by the great Tim Savian, right here on Westwood One. I saw some people rolling eyes from WWE and, and the city of New Orleans announced the economic impact of WrestleMania uh, last year was about 175 mil, and uh, in local impact. Uh, The economy. Some think that's an inflated number. I have no idea if it is or it isn't, but it's realistically possible. Airline tickets, rental cars, hotel rooms, food, and the monies that that uh, activity creates for workers, servers, cooks, taxi drivers, Uber drivers, all those things. And you got to remember, it's not a one-day event, and it's not based on ticket sales for one for one event. Far from it anymore. So. Uh, that's why WrestleMania is always going to be one of the most highly desired uh, events of the year in any city. It's big league. I want to mention very quickly that my friend Taz, my SmackDown broadcast partner, we actually did a Royal Rumble together one time. I really enjoyed working with him on a lot of those projects. I didn't like working with him on SmackDown, and I had to wear that goddamn sailor suit that would have fit Raphael, not me. But it was a nice joke for the guys in the back. And really, isn't that what's all that matters? The inside ribs? Sure it is. (laughs) Uh, But Taz is going to have a post-Survivor Series show on the CBS radio network uh, after the event. It's harder than hell to have a Survivor Series show before the event. Let me tell you. If anybody could do it, Taz could do it. The human suplex machine. So, uh, but take a listen to it. He's always, it's fun, it's entertaining. They do, he does a great job with his team there at CBS Sports Radio. And uh, I'm proud of Taz for his success. Uh, Cody Rhodes informed us that he's going to need some, a meniscus surgery. Not a big deal, it's a scope. Could have been a lot worse. But he's not going to miss any of his big come, upcoming bookings like Wrestle Kingdom, etc. Uh, and what I found somewhat humorous, his dad would like liked it, if he will. That boy come out of my loins is the fact that his knee popped out while Cody was throwing T-shirts to fans from the ring. That's a man's injury. Oh, Dust, big Dust, had some fun with that one. Hey, the kid's, he's an athlete. He'll be fine, I promise you. Had a big weekend last weekend. Uh, My family was in Norman. We went to the OU football game. God almighty, was it chilly? It wasn't chilly in my suite where I I share with Wallace Marsh, my buddy out of Houston. But boy, uh, it was chilly. And what a game, 48-47, the Sooners beat the Cowpokes of my good friend Jerry Briscoe, my brother. You know, Jerry is a Chickasaw Native American. I'm a Cherokee Native American, and we're buddies. We'll always be buddies till the day we die. And it was OU and OSU, and uh, it was a great game. Yeah, I know, Big 12 plays no defense. So now you're a football expert too. Uh, So stop the offense if you can. Uh, anyway, this week is Kansas. Feel bad for Kansas. Kansas and wear Toto. I'm sorry, Toto, Toto. This is going to be uh, it ain't going to be pretty. It's going to be uh It's going to be bowling shoe ugly. By the way, oh, you Kansas, this uh, Saturday night. Can't wait to see it. And by the way, uh, I love big. I'm a football fan. You guys know that. Uh, uh, congratulations to Northwestern. They've earned their first ever trip to the Big Ten Championship game. Uh, they beat. Uh, they won their division by fourteen to ten road win over the Hawkeyes. The alma mater my man Bob Stoops. And uh, somebody, I got a question on my sheet. Can anyone stop number one Alabama? Yes, they can. The goddamn Los Angeles Rams can stop them. I'm pretty sure. Maybe the Chiefs. Other than that, it's anybody's ball game. And they uh, had another shutout. It's so much like it's not fair, right? Over Mississippi State in Tuscaloosa. Big trade in the NBA this week. Uh, this is a, a deal. This is a big thing for the NBA right now because it gives excitement, excitement to the East. And in my view, not I got a lot of my, my friend Sean Grandy is the voice of the Celtics. Uh, my friend uh, Steve Holman is the voice of the of the Atlanta Hawks. Guys, I've known for years. But the East needs stars. They lose uh, LeBron. You know, they don't have, they don't have those, those legends at, at the Celtics anymore. They don't have birds out there. All those guys, it's a different mix. They needed a star, they needed a star team, and maybe the 76ers will fill that void. So Jimmy Butler is there now from Minnesota. He was unhappy. Hey, look, man, these guys are making so damn much money. Why would you want somebody unhappy in your locker room? I don't understand it. Get rid of their ass. And yeah, you can do that and get something for them. Uh, I just don't, I don't get it. But anyway, Jimmy Butler is a great player. He may make uh, the 76ers uh, a favorite to win the East, but I think the Celtics have the nod, nod on that and uh, I hope that the Seas win because my buddy Sean and Cedric Cornbeard Maxwell, who likes my barbecue sauce, by the way. Uh, Saw where Nick Center Enos Cantor, who's a big pro wrestling fan, I know he's a big fan of The Undertaker, and he's a friend of Paul Heyman. Now, no, wait a minute, don't hold that against the guy. You don't even know him. But he called out the Hawks' social media team for being childish and using a JR voiceover in a joke tweet with a gif, G-I-S. Is that, is that gif? I think it is gif. It is now of a, of a dangerous play where he was inadvertently slammed to the ground in a game last week. Big Ennis did not like that. My call. Sorry, big boy. Take it up your. Take it up your uh, liaison, because you can't be your advisor yet. But uh, who knows someday? If anybody can make Ennis can- Ennis a, a star, in wrestling Paul Hammonds your guy. Still the best there is. I'm excited about the fact that. Uh, I'm a big Amazon guy. You know, you can buy knockers still to Amazon around the world, Amazon.com. Simple piece of business, and they're going to go uh, be going into Long Island City in New York uh, with their second headquarters, which is uh, again Raphael's hometown. This little bastard's ubiquitous. He's everywhere in this, co- this copy this week. Uh, anyhow, uh, I'm uh, I'm very interested in Amazon, and maybe uh, you know we're Paul O'Brien. And I, by the way, Paul O'Brien's birthday is today, so happy birthday, big fella in Ireland. My writing part of the brains behind the outfit. Of course, well, somebody's got to be the. Hey, don't get mad at me because I'm beautiful. Somebody's got to be the brains of this outfit, and Paul's that. We're working a second knocker book. We don't know what the name is going to be, but boy, it's heavy. It's some good stuff. Some really good stuff. Uh, but maybe Amazon might be a partner. I don't know. We're looking. We're we're shopping uh, uh publishers. So we'll see. But we're writing the book, no matter come hell or high water. We got to publish out of my kitchen. So it's, we're good. And I hope you'll check that out. It's a tough week for me with Access TV. I'm here. I'm going to do my last three shows for them on Wednesday. that will take us through the end of the year on our Friday night, 8 o'clock, 7 o'clock Central Time a slot on Mark Cuban's Network. Uh, every Friday night. I've enjoyed that for several years now. Uh, found friends that I'll have for the rest of my life. Uh, Great producer in Danny Zach. a Great boss to have and Adam Swift. Just uh, a really uh, a great crew, fun guys to be around. You want to go have a beer with them, have food with them. And, and tomorrow tomorrow's over for me. And so uh, that's on Wednesday. So uh, I, the, my shows are aired through the end of the year. And uh, that's when my contract would ex- was expiring. And so then I have a contract with WWE that will end at the end of March. And then we'll see where things go. A lot of options, a lot of opportunities. I'm very blessed with everything that's happened. And let's be honest about it. It's not like I need to start a new career. I'm 66 years old, for God's sakes. You know, come on. So, but I still love to work and I still love to call wrestling matches. So, something will come along and it will just be just fine. I'm very happy with everything as it stands right now. And I'm just saying that to kiss ass. I refuse to fact negatives in my carry-on. I'm done. I'm done, baby. And you have that choice as well. You you don't have to bring the negative BS along with you in today's world. Please, evaluate that sentence, that statement. Uh, but it's my final voiceovers there, and uh, I've had, just had a blast. Working with Josh Barnett, it's been a lot of fun. I've learned so much from Josh about, you know, the real art of fighting and and joint manipulation. I'm not talking about a Cheech and movie here. Uh, you know all this stuff. It's just he's a, he's a great teacher, great coach, and he's very analytical and very intelligent. So I've had a, a lot of a lot of fun working with Josh. So I'm going to miss that part of my life at least for now. And uh, come beginning of April, let's see where the cards fall. It's all going to be good. I promise you. I want to congratulate Court Bauer, Courtney Bauer, MLW. He's the new czar there. He's a young lion. I think, Is he a millennial? I don't what a millennial. What the hell is a millennial? I think he might be a millennial. For today's show, he's a millennial. Uh, they sold out a uh, big turnaway crowd last week in Chicago at Cicero Stadium. Uh, no one was killed. There was no muggings. It was all good. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, but I did hear great things about uh, uh, Rush. C-M-L-L star. Rush R-U-S-H. Conan told me about uh, this, this cat on the Jericho cruise. And if Conan tells you somebody's got it, whether they're south of the border or not, but especially south of the border, I listen. You should too. He's right here also on the Westwood One podcast network. Of course, the mighty Westwood One. I should make money with that voice. God almighty. I've got to get a new agent. Uh, rumor has it, rumor innuendo. Conrad and Eric, 83 weeks, Chris Ware on the mighty Westwood One. Impact Wrestling is allegedly shopping for a new TV on. No, you've got to be kidding. You think they'd be happy with the Reader's Digest channel or the TV Guide channel. Where the hell it is, Pop TV. They will go out of business long before they should if they don't get off Pop TV. It, they cannot be long-term successful to the level that their company needs, their talent needs, because uh, you sure as hell don't want talent working on salary. You've got to have some upside. So uh, I hope they find a TV partner. Their shows, are. if you find them, you can remember they're on, you'll enjoy it. And I know that King's Highway's uh, uh, working with them on finding a new TV home. And by the way, King's Highways uh, uh, is run by my good friend, Andrew Whitaker, who I worked with for years and years at WWE. So, Andrew will do a good job. Andrew really helped get the uh, WWE's uh, uh, European scene, you know, kind of rolling. He did a lot of, a lot of contributions there. Uh, my, I always like to talk about my friends in Baltimore. Small promotion there, MCW, Pro Wrestling. Dan McDevitt. My friend Sean Cradle, who runs our Facebook and our uh, Instagram account. They've become great friends of mine, folks. And I, I, have a, I have a lot of time for those dudes. Saturday, December 1st, uh, big return to the MCW Arena in Joppa. It's their annual Toys for Tots event. Gosh, I'd like to be at that myself. Uh, Because two things I like. I like toys. And I love tater tots. (laughs) Toys for tots. What a dumbass. Uh, MCW Seasons Meetings is, is what it's called. And my good friend, long-time, close, personal friend, Mean Gene Oakland will be there. Watch out, ladies. Uh, mcwprowrestling.com has your information and tickets. So that's December 1st in Joppa, Maryland. Good luck, Danny. You're gonna have a great crowd there, I'm sure. Uh, WrestleMania already starting to hype. Ticket packages, all this stuff. If they if the WWE generated 175 mil in New Orleans, can you imagine what they might do in New York City? I mean, if you're if you're a fan, like a lot of you guys listen to my show around the country around the world man how cool is it is to go to new york and spend a week or four days or three days whatever it is geez there's so much more to see I mean, you're going to be overloaded on wrestling i get that we all know that right but for your better halves or your children there are other things to do than just go sit in a line and get somebody's autograph or uh, or go hear one of the great q a's that i'll be a part of <laughs> so uh it's going to be a, a, a really special WrestleMania, because New York is New York. And we'll be talking a lot more about that as time goes on, without, without a doubt. Uh, again, the Survivor Series is Sunday. First, of, uh, It's a, in a four-day run there with WWE at the, at the uh, Staples Center. Right next to my hotel I stay at, the JW Marriott. Do not come to my room, because I will not be in town. I'll be at the aforementioned Oklahoma-Kansas football game. On Saturday, and I'll be watching Survivor Series from the comfort of my own home on Sunday, etc., etc. So, an incredible time to be a wrestling fan, right? I really believe that. No better time in my lifetime than right now to be a wrestling fan. Something for everybody. Everybody's got a chance to better their lives working within the industry. And that's what it's all about to me. See, other people have success. Makes me feel good. And that's what's on my mind. Hope you're enjoying the program here this week, everybody. You know, I was talking last week, I think it was last week, about 23andMe, uh, new partners here on our show. And, you know, 23andMe is a personal genetic service that helps you understand what your DNA can tell you about you and your family, your whole story. All the way back, and baby, I'm talking about all the way back. It's amazing, you know. We're going to be together, many of us, with our loved ones on Thanksgiving, uh, and I'm sure that every, when I'm around my family, my grandkids, who I'll see this weekend, and my my daughters, we talk about family. We talk about grandpa, great grandpa. I have a lot of Cherokee uh, ancestry, and so we're there's They're now they're curious about that. So uh, and they were very excited when they heard that I was becoming involved with 23 and me as a sponsor here on our program, because as you guys know, uh, I, I'm very reluctant to use any, to advertise any product as an endorser if I've not used it. So 23 and me is a, it's just a hell of a deal. I, I am so happy that I have uh, made the very simple path to getting hooked up, quite frankly. It's easy to do, folks. All you got to do is spit in a tube uh, and provide it in your 23andMe kit. Uh, register your sample to your personal 23andMe account. And in a few weeks, you'll receive the personalized online reports. Uh, you're going to love this. You really are. It's a DNA family and relative finder, if that interests you. Uh, it's just a, a hell of a thing as far as uh, what they can, what information they can provide you you can explore genetic similarities and differences between you and your relatives. Share reports to family and friends, even if they're not customers. Share your information. So here's the deal. Now through Thanksgiving, and buddy, that's right around the corner, 23andMe Ancestry Service Kits are only 49 bucks per kit when you buy two or more. That's 50% off the regular kit price of $99 for this holiday. Order your 23 Me Ancestry Kit today at 23andMe.com slash JR. That's simple, folks. It's a great service. I really believe you're going to love it. it. It opens your eyes about who you are, where your family has been, where they came from. A, a real great journey that you can share with your entire family, loved ones, relatives, and especially your children if you have them, your brothers, your sisters, and so forth. Remember, 23andme.com slash jr. That's the number 23andme.com slash junior You'll be happy you did it. Really glad you're along for the ride, everybody, here on the Jim Ross Report on the The mighty Westwood One. Uh, Slobberknocker of the week time. Boy, there's a lot of candidates that are deserving of our very prestigious award that's making its rounds around the world. People are understanding what this award means to the public. Nothing. Uh, knocker of the Week, ladies and gents, uh, a lot of candidates. Uh, I've talked about the firefighters and the emergency responders out here in California. Uh, they deserve all the credit, all the accolades, all the love that we can give them. Certainly a Slope knocker of the Week candidate would be Ventura County Sheriff uh, sergeant Ron Healess. Ron Healess was tragically killed last week after responding to the borderline bar and grill shooting on Wednesday night in Thousand Oaks, California. Uh, the sergeant was preparing to uh, retire within the year after a distinguished 29-year career of serving his community. Uh, he's a hero, no doubt. Uh, Helis is survived by his wife, Karen, and their 24-year-old son, Jordan, uh, he's also a graduate of the University of Oklahoma. So we feel very sorry uh, for all these tragedies, but especially when it strikes that close to home. Speaking of Oklahoma, OU football alumni, former star wide receiver, my boy, Sterling Shepherd. I tried out a, a pitcher he and I at a, a function for Coach Stoops uh, this, earlier this year. Uh, what a great kid this kid is, Sterling Shepard. Caught a touchdown pass, won the game. The Giants finally won one on the road. at uh, at San Francisco on Monday night. Uh, Big week for Drew McIntyre. You know, if you go back and listen to our show that he was on, he laid out what was going on. He laid out the fact that he's willing to pay the price to be uh, the top guy. And I, quite frankly, his work ethic and his passion uh, is unparalleled in those locker rooms. I don't know if anybody else that's is more passionate about being the man, no offense to Becky Lynch, than Drew McIntyre. He's a stud. Also was impressed with Dean Ambrose's uh, promo he did uh, on Raw Monday Night. I thought it was his delivery was really believable, organic, and real. That's how great promos, that's one of the facets they have to have. They have to have realness, they have to be organic, they have to make, make some common sense and, and don't, don't put me in a position where I've got to roll my eyes listen to your dialogue that somebody else wrote for you. If they're going to make you do somebody else's dialogue, then you've got to make it your own. You've got to make sure that you can adapt and make that dialogue that others have written for you yours. Easier said than done. Uh, Becky Lynch, she hey, she could be the slobber knocker of the week anytime. Especially this week, she killed it. I've never seen a woman in my life compete in wrestling that's hotter than Becky Lynch is right now. And I still believe that even though this is horrible timing, a broken nose, and a concussion, not to screw with, not to fool with, better days will be ahead. And I know that bloody Becky Balboa will be ready to rock and roll. But I'd be disappointed in myself if I didn't name Stan Lee the slobber rocker of the week. Yeah. If you look at this guy, if you talk about booking, creating stars and wrestling and being a great booker and putting matches together, scenarios together that are compelling, what kind of booker was Stan Lee? Marvel Comics founder, legend. Hell, the guy only created, not the Four Horsemen, he created the Fantastic Four and the Avengers and Spider-Man and the Incredible Hulk and X-Men and more. Uh, Mr. Lee, who I've met at a Comic-Con Anybody that's gone to many Comic-Cons has run Mr. Lee because he made his rounds. He died uh, on Monday at 95. Boy, the good Lord give me 95 right now. I'd take it in a heartbeat, baby. But there'll never be another Stan Lee. There'll never be another booker that affects entertainment, that impacts uh, uh, actors' careers with big-time roles that they can sink their teeth into and make a lot of money. Nobody will ever be on a different parallel than Stan Lee so for all his accolades his accomplishments and for by God if nothing else living to be 95 the slobber knock of the week is the legendary Stan Lee you know still to come we're going to talk to Nita Strauss who I think is the greatest female guitarist in the world Uh, she's got a tour starting in a a few days nitastrauss.com has got all your info but uh, she's a devout user of the WW network. You know, if you got Wi-Fi and you got a smart device like a you know, iPhone or iPad, whatever, you can travel, take the network with you. It's not a bad deal at all. I do it all the time on my iPad. If my hotel's got Wi Fi and they all do, I'm there with the WW network. So uh, here's a hell of a deal for you. Now through November the nineteenth, a special offer. just for our listeners. It's a new offer just for you cats. New subscribers get a two-month free trial when they sign up for WWE Network at wwenetwork.com slash jr. Now, the two-month free trial, by the way, uh, includes the following pay-per-views. It would include this Sunday's Survivor Series, uh, and that's going to be huge in the in, in L, here in L A. You know now that uh, it's going to be Charlotte and Rousey in a match that may be too soon for its time, but you got to do what you got to do sometimes. In that respect, I can't wait to see the show on Sunday. It also includes another pay per view you get for free, the WWE Tables Ladders and Chairs on December the sixteenth, and that's you know gosh that's been around for nearly a decade, TLC. Which what, that's what made Edge and Christian, who start on Friday here on the network, uh, famous TLCs, Dudleys, Hardys, Edge and Christian. So uh, I hope that you will check this out because all the uh, great, all the territories, all the hours and hours and hours of footage, you can relive the past, you can examine, you can study, you can evaluate, you can make, form your own opinions, better educated by watching this amazing network. And uh, you get two months free. So here's the deal. Remember, it's real simple. Simply go to wwenetwork.com jr. And that will start your two-month free trial. This one is too good to turn down. No okay. pet raccoons are overdosing here. Oh, son of a bitch. Well, it's that time again. I get to be the heel of my own show. Jim Cornette would say, I'm a heel, goddamn. I'm a heel. Bikini in my backyard, that fat bastard. Uh, the Pet Coon Goofy Award could go to a lot of people this week. Uh, for some, perhaps, in that follow the Big 12 Football Conference that uh, love to hang their hat on the fact that they don't play any defense. And we don't play as good a defense as we want, no doubt. Especially in Oklahoma. We got to get there. I don't know if our defense, we gave up, we had to score 50 almost against OSU to win. You can't win national championships with a lousy ass defense. I'm not saying Oklahoma's defense is lousy ass, but man, they're not nearly on the same plane as the offense. And to me, that's an issue. So it's not about the Oklahoma defense, but the league in general gives up a lot of points because of the offenses that they have to deal with. Uh so the Big 12 conference could get a petkin Goofy award for uh their defensive efforts. But how does you, know, you just got to recruit better. You got to recruit better. And look, a lot of those teams that play uh, the Big 12 have issues with holding the offensive down. And the way what's you know what the best defense is against a Big 12 team? Ball control. You keep their offense on the sideline. Pretty simple. I think the voters in the Nevada's thirty sixth Assembly District would be candidates for the Pet Coon Goofy Award as well, considering that last Tuesday they elected a dead man. Not the Undertaker. No, hell no, not the Undertaker. Not even his brother Kane. They elected a deceased brothel owner. A guy with a big personality, Dennis Hoff. He, and here's the, here's the other kicker. He's dead. He gets 68.2% of the damn votes. He's dead. He passed away in October, for God's sakes. The election was in November. Mr. Hoff had a big 72nd birthday party. I mentioned that because the attendees are somewhat uh, significant. Former Arizona Sheriff Joe Arapayo. Or Sheriff Joe, if you want to call him that. And of course, no party's complete without a Heidi Fleiss. And then the, well, Ron Jeremy, America's guest. So, uh, but the bottom line is uh, Dennis Hoff built a hell of a business with the brothels, but he's dead. He's still elected. It'd be easy to award the Fetch Goofy award this week to Le'Veon Bell. Who didn't show up at practice or report to the Steelers? Yes, I'm still sentimental about my my wife Steelers. He turned he he left 14 million or whatever it was on the table, really really dumb, and to be a unrestricted free agent after the Super Bowl. And I and and here's the thing. Well, I wonder if the, some of these teams are going to say, hmm. I wonder if his attitude is gonna work in our locker room. Hell no. You think they're gonna care? The son of a bitch can carry the football. And he's a very talented guy. But he may have the most pet coon, goofy, dumbest agent. And I'd love to know the strategy. let's wait and see how this all works out. Maybe they're gonna they're gonna say, okay, we told you guys so. You're not gonna get a twenty million dollar deal for a uh, a running back. Their shelf life's too short. 20 million guaranteed over more than one year or whatever? No, it ain't happening. And, but here's the other thing. I meant this what I said. Nobody um, nobody in the NFL is going to not take Le'Veon Bell because of his attitude. He can play football. But I sure as hell hate what he did to the Steelers and his teammates. But of course, it wasn't about the team. was it Le'Veon. I changed my name for Are You Pal? And I move on. I'm no kidding. He's a great player. But boy, bad advice. This week's Petcoon Goofy Award goes to Mississippi U.S. Senator Cindy Hyde Smith, who's in a November 27th runoff versus black candidate Mike Espy. And she was captured on video praising a supporter by declaring, If he invited me to a public hanging, I'd be on the front row. Well, you're an idiot. Where in the hell can you fill that out of your creative mind honey Senator yeah, that was uh, that remark took place on, on November the 2nd at a campaign event in Tupelo you think talking about public hangings in Tupelo Mississippi makes any sense Miss Smith hell no or any other any other uh, assemblage what are you thinking what's wrong with people? Looks like Mike Estee might get elected based on her ignorance. In any event, it's wrong. It's lame. Sorry, Senator. You should have had a you should have been thinking more. Because right now you are the pet coon goofiest person of the week, as reported by this program. You know, this segment is one of my, my most favorite ones uh, to bring you. Uh, I know that uh, producer Ted, Raphael, everybody enjoys going back and pulling out these nuggets of things that that we can present to you. Like uh, 26 years ago, 1992, in November, November the 18th, we were at the Macon Central Flex Coliseum in Macon, Georgia. Class of Champions 21. It was my, uh, it was the final appearance on WCW television for Paul Dangerously. Uh, And the final Clash of Champions for me. I soon went to uh, WWE in the spring of 93. And and so that was a very memorable night. Paulie and I working together. Uh, I, I love this seal. The match between Medusa and Paul E. Dangerously ends in a time limit draw. Are you kidding me? That's the best we could do. A time limit draw for God's sakes. But any, uh, any, no matter what, it was a fun show. Uh, Ricky Steamboat, Shane Douglas. Ricky was our guest on the show here recently. Defeated Barry Wyndham and Dustin Roach to win the NWA and WCW World Tag Team titles. Big night. The final appearance on WCW television for Paul E. And the final Clash of Champions for good old JR. And then uh, 22 years ago, in Madison Square Garden, the Hallowed Halls. Or most guys that go there had, that well, they'd, just quite frankly, had brother, fat a man, act love to a woman. Ernie Ladd. Ernie Ladd sold out the Master Guard Garden a few times. But here's the bottom line of this deal, as Stone Cold would say. Uh, it was Survivor Series 96. It was the first official WWF match for Dwayne the Rock Johnson. The great one. And I think on that night I said, there's a the blue chipper right there, or something along those lines. I believe that. You know, we, we, we work with Rock. We help sign him, and, and gosh almighty, did he, did he overachieve? Woo. But the team of Jake the Snake Roberts, Mark Merrow, the Stalker, Rocky Mayavi. they formed a team, uh, and they defeated a team of Goldust, Crush, Triple H, and Jerry the King Lawler. And I can guarantee you, the King had much more fun wrestling in that match in 1996 than he would have been doing a broadcast. Still this very day, same, same thing. But that was a, a really a cool event. And also in that card, just by the way, uh, Psycho Sid won the uh, WWF title against Shawn Michaels, and Bret Hart defeated Stone Cold in singles action. Great, that was a classic too. Another one of them, got off the radar. Check that out on the WW Network. Because if you do, and you go to the to wwnetwork.com and slash Jr., you'll get two months free. How's that? Seventeen years ago, two thousand one, Greensboro Coliseum, that building that Michael Jordan and Rick Flair used to light up uh, in Greensboro. Of course, I'm going to be right outside Greensboro and Winston-Salem on Thanksgiving, Saturday Thanksgiving, the Saturday after Thanksgiving. Uh, it was a culmination of the uh, Farton Church invasion angle. Should have been better. We could have delivered it better. We could have created it better. It just had so much upside in the eyes of many. And maybe those of us that thought we underachieved on that particular presentation, we might be wrong. Maybe we got all of it there was, I don't know. But the invasion angle was never going to be an overwhelming success if you can't get all the stars and all the players in the mix. And we didn't have all the stars and the players because they were making too much money sitting at home thanks to Time Warner's generosity. But that was an interesting night. Greensboro, the culmination of the invasion angle, and it just was a melancholy situation, quite frankly. Ten years ago, MGM Grand Garden Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada. It was USC 91. In only his third USC fight, Brock Lesnar defeats then-champion Randy Couture by TKO in his second round to win the USC heavyweight title. That's how you make an impact. That's why Brock Lesnar is still box office in the octagon or the squared circle. And he ain't done yet. Birthdays, you damn right we got birthdays because I got the cake, kids. I got the cake. JR just takes the cake. (coughs) Uh, Mentioned today, Wednesday, as we record, Paul O'Brien, my writing partner in Ireland's birthday. Happy birthday, my friend. Uh, Also, Paul shares his birthday with Japanese wrestling legend Ricky Dozan, the godfather of Japanese wrestling, who would have been 94 if he had not been murdered by the Yakuza in 1963. Gets you every damn time. The late Shirley Crabtree, aka Big Daddy. I just love when somebody calls me Big Daddy. Uh, the late Shirley Crabtree, and you don't have to wonder why he changed his name to Big Daddy. That Shirley is a bad man. What? Uh, even eighty-eight. Also on Wednesday, Matt Bloom, forty-six years of age. I remember Mr. McMahon and I meeting with Matt and George the Animal Steel, the late, great George the Animal Steel, who who was a Michigan State alumnus, by the way. Uh, And Matt was a big offensive lineman at Pitt. And uh, I asked him in that meeting, I remember, how big is your head? And he wore a size eight and three eighths helmet. So my nickname for Matt Bloom is eight and three eighths. What a good guy. Good. Family, solid. He's the right guy to be the head man, in my opinion, at the Performance Center. Does a great job. Happy birthday, big fella. On Thursday, uh, my WrestleMania 9 broadcast partner, the demure Hall of Famer, Oh yeah, Randy Savage would be my age, 66. Uh, never a dull moment, work with Motch, I can tell you that. And NXT superstar Tegan Knox, 24. Gosh. Yep, I got socks that old. She's a really a good prospect. Just got to stay healthy. Just got to stay healthy. On Friday, former defensive end with the Dallas Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? How about them Cowboys? Uh, and WrestleMania two participant, the late Harvey Martin. Would have been 68. Big Harv. On Saturday, uh, the purveyor of the rear naked choke, also known as the Weaverlock, the Weaverlock, the Weaverlock, baby. The late Johnny Weaverman, 83. Moondog Ed Moretti, 61. Uh, the head coach at New Japan's Los Angeles Dojo, Katsuyori Shibata. Boy, I love this game. 39. So bad, so sorry that the injuries cut his career short. He's a dandy. And uh, a woman I'm really uh, impressed when I saw, I met her the first time, saw her work the first time at the Mae Young Classic number one. That's Mercedes Martinez. She's 38. She's a really good hand. She's a welcome addition to any locker room because she has such a positive impact, impact and influence on uh, young athletes, especially young female athletes. On Sunday, uh, oh, Tomoyaki Honma, 42. You know who he is. Former IWGP tag team champion. He's a pretty guy, too. He has no voice. Arr, 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 that deal. On Monday, the late Miss Elizabeth, can you believe how this lovely lady, she was married to the macho man, as we all know. Well, that was... that. They should make a movie of that. everybody has got the dirt, the details. But Miss Elizabeth would have been 58. Real lovely lady. I didn't know her very well. Uh, but... Every time I saw her, she seemed to be somewhat intimidated to engage in conversation because the moths was standing around. Never got that deal. And on Tuesday of next week, two-time NWA World Light Heavyweight Champion, the late Wild Red Barry, would have been 112. Now, here's the hell of a deal. Uh, I met Wild Red Barry while I was refereeing a match in the 70s in Joplin, Missouri. That's where he lived. But he was Vince McMahon Sr. is one of his favorite managers. He's got He's the one that's discovered Bill Watts working for Lee McGurk, did Wild Red Berry, and, and Red got cowboy booked in the garden in the New York Territory. A little history there. If you get a chance sometimes, do a little Google on Wild Red Berry. Very well read, very intelligent, uh, tougher than hell, and he didn't look like it. He was one of the great managers way ahead of his time, so check him out sometimes. Wild Red Berry, uh, what a man. I really he showed me in about five minutes that you could be very classy and very famous and very rich and not show it. Neat guy. Also, Super Dave, aka Marty Funkhauser. You know, I on Monday night I tweeted this out. Steve Young, the great quarterback of the 49ers, now is the ESPN broadcaster, some reason he's beginning to sound like Marty Funkhauser. A curb your enthusiasm. Maybe he had a bad night, maybe a frog in his it wouldn't go away. Uh, but Bob Einstein is 76. He's still working. Old Larry David keeps him going, baby. Because he's pretty, pretty, pretty good. And even though uh you don't normally mention their names, but WWE referee Dan Ingler be forty one on Tuesday. So, Dan, you get your name on the on the rocker Audio, brother. You may never hear your name spoken on television. (laughs) But you got some here. And that's this week's birthdays. And remember, kids, OJR takes the cake. You know, it's always good coming out to Los Angeles, to Culver City. Home of the muddy Westwood One. Uh, And I always make sure I, I pack smartly. You know, darks And... I bring my Quip toothbrush. It's in my shaving kit right now as we speak. I have a John Wayne shaving kit, by the way. And uh, Quip's now a traveling partner. People are going to start talking. It's, uh, this is an amazing toothbrush. It's the most amazing thing I've ever done in a positive way to, for my teeth and my gums. I truly believe that using Quip has saved me thousands of dollars on dental bills. My gums are healthy. My teeth are healthy. Uh, my mouth feels clean. It's just a great thing. And Quip is a electric toothbrush that's created by dentists and designers. And it's designed to make brushing your teeth, folks, simply more simple, affordable, and even enjoyable. A built-in two-minute timer pulses every 30 seconds to remind you when to switch sides. How smart is that? Don't you wish you'd have thought of that? I do. I wish I'd have thought of it. They also got a full and even clean. And you want to know why? Well, because 90% of us don't brush for a full two minutes or don't clean evenly. Brush heads are automatically delivered on a dentist-recommended schedule every three months for just $5. $5. And why? Because three out of four of us use bristles, that are old, worn out and ineffective about like my broadcasting so here's the thing seriously uh, I love Quip, it does travel with me it's the best investment I've ever made as far as taking care of my teeth as I mentioned and it's backed by over 20,000 dental professionals this ain't no hammer and egg deal folks this is a real thing Quip starts at only 25 bucks folks and if you go to getquip.com slash J-R right now, you get your first refill pack for free with Quip Electric Toothbrush. That's your first refill pack free at G-E-T Q-U-I-P dot com slash jr, and your mouth will never have felt so good. You've got mail. Mailbag time, everybody. Mailbag time, everybody. Uh... The Jim Ross report at gmail.com is how you get questions and comments to producer Ted and myself. The Jim Ross report at gmail.com. Josh White and Mark Dale. No pun intended there. Mark Dale, Ontario, Canada. Hey JR, I love listening to your podcast every week. It makes my drive home from work always exciting. That's what I, that's what I strive for, Josh. I want to have you have an exciting drive. From one Baker Mayfield fan to another, I am so excited to tell you that last month at the Ravens versus Brown game, my girlfriend handed me a present during the fourth quarter. A protective order, no. A child's onesie that read, shh, I'm watching the game with daddy. Our baby is due in May. Baker and the Browns will forever have a place in my heart. I just had to share with you and i uh, Says it mean a lot for him. If I read this on the podcast. Well, I can't read it on the podcast, That's all there is to it. Congratulations, buddy. Seriously, congratulations. Those are those. That's a moment, Josh. You're not going to forget, nor are or, or you shouldn't for sure. Uh, Brian's in Michigan. Oh, those red hot Wolverines of crazy old Jimmy Harbaugh. Uh, I've always wanted to see, like many of the fans, Sting versus the Undertaker at WrestleMania. I know this at this point. We will probably never see it. However, I see WrestleMania 35 as the last chance for this epic match. O'Brien, sorry, pal. Ain't going to happen. Ain't going to happen. But I'm with you. It would have been great to see it when they were both younger, in their prime, uh, didn't have so many lingering injuries and issues. But it's not going to happen, in my opinion. This one from Kevin Rees. Hello, sir. He must be talking to Ted. I'm fascinated with the wrestling business. Basically, uh, Kevin wants to know the difference in the territory days and uh, in wrestling today. The territories were regional promotions. They only promoted in a certain area. They did so every, basically every same cities every week. So like they had, a, they had a circuit. And the performers, the athletes, the wrestlers would perform in these towns every week. The territories produced their own television show. They would promote all these live events because that's how they, they made money by selling tickets before pay-per-view, before merchandising, all those things. So the one way to get to the bank was to sell tickets. So the television shows were basically uh, little, little uh, telethons, all with a chance and the hope of selling you a ticket to a live event. and So that was the main thing. They produced their own TV show. There's only seen in that territory as a rule. Uh, It was a better deal because instead of going to a camp or a a more sterile, uh, controlled environment, a lot of the young guys were in a car with a veteran. They're making a shot every night. They're working five, six, seven days a week, and that's where they learn to perform. Different audience every night, riding with experienced veterans that could hopefully give you some positive advice like me. He taught me how to roll a joint while I was driving the car to my knees. Not a bad deal. So, Kevin, what I might suggest, uh, you might want to check out Slavernacker, My Life in Wrestling, because we've got some stories about the territory days in there. That's where I started. 74 from McGurk and Cowboy. So check that out at Amazon.com. And you might get something out of that as well. There's a lot of really good books about the ter- ter- territory days. There really are. History books. I look at it as history books. That's why the WWE Network is such a viable uh, component to being a fan. You can see wrestling from all these territories, Mid-South, Crockett, North Carolina, AWA, on and on and on at uh, www.network.com slash JR. And you get two months free, by the way. Remember that? Two months free? Uh, Nigel Baldwin is in Lubbock. Hey there, as always, thank you for all the wonderful content. I was just wondering, if you were to pick the 2019 Hall of Fame class, whom would you choose? Who on the active roster do you consider future Hall of Famers? And this is probably a a great question, Nigel, probably a topic for a show sometime, talk about Hall of Fame. Maybe we'll do a Hall of Fame-themed show at some point in time. Uh, There's a lot of guys on the roster that are are Hall of Fame-worthy. The guy that comes to mind is the guy we are just talking about a while ago. Undertaker. It's ready-made. When that happens, who knows? Uh, I, I stopped guessing when Undertaker's last match is going to be a long time ago. And I say the same thing every year. When's he going to retire? The Undertaker will retire when he says he's done. Until he says it, it means nothing, what you hear or what you read. Uh... But Undertaker, certainly. Triple H, Hall of Famer, no doubt about that. John Cena, Hall of Famer, no doubt about that. And those are just some of the guys that come to my mind, not even thinking about all the women that will be starting to to fill the, the hallowed halls of the WWE Hall of Fame. Man, I, I love the, I love the, I wear my ring. I got it on right now. I love that whole 2007 class we had, headlined by the Dream. Yes, baby. I started a celebration that night with Stone Cold. How's that? I walked out and said, Top that, you bastards. And he came out there and tore it up, didn't have a speech written, just talked from his heart. And then Dusty closed the show as he should have, without question. We had a good class. Lawler, myself, uh, Dusty, Mr. Perfect, the Samoans, uh, Sheik. Mr. Fuji, I think, was in my class. Good stuff. So it means a lot to me. So, uh, but good questions all. Remember, the Jim Ross report at gmail.com is how you can get your questions, your comments to producer Ted and myself. And we just appreciate hearing from you and, and thanking you for your support. I really mean that, by the way. Thanks. All right, so here we are with uh, Nita Strauss, ladies and gentlemen. i talked about this, uh, my guest. I'm looking forward to this conversation. I believe you're the greatest female guitar player in the world. Uh,
1: I can't believe I just heard Jr. say that. <laughs> Thank you so much. I believe that. Thank
0: you. I believe that. Also, uh, when I look at your hands, you have beautiful hands, by the way. Thank you. There anyway, so here he goes again. Goddamn <laughs> Jr. He's on a roll, that son of a bitch. It's, uh It reminds me of a story. I was flying from Dallas to Tulsa one time on a Southwest Airlines flight Mm -hmm. with Mickey Mantle, the baseball player. Yeah. He said, kid, i got a little advice for you. So what's that? He said, never date a woman with big hands. (laughs) That was from the Mick. But I saw your hands, and they're strong. Folks, you you should (laughs) see these hands. And she's, by the way, man, you're busy. You're booked. Oh,
1: yeah. It's a crazy schedule. Who's
0: your booker, for God's sakes?
1: Josh, that's my man right over there. He does my management. He does my booking. He plays drums on my tour. Wow. Uh, and he puts up with me as a boyfriend, too, which is kind of nice.
0: look at you. <laughs> uh, Josh comes. He's, he's uh, doing the big time stuff. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: Well, that's good. Make him pay his way, will you? <laughs> <laughs> that's what you call, uh, my dad would say, uh, buy, uh, getting the milk and buying the cow or something ridiculous. Country words. You
1: buy the cow, you get the milk That's it. That a girl. How did I know that country? I'm from Santa Monica. I don't even know how I I knew that. I don't even
0: know. (laughs) I don't even know. I don't know. Uh, Here's what I would like to know. Uh, We'll talk about your music, your tour, uh, and how to get a hold of you and follow what you're doing. You're all over Twitter, which I enjoy to follow you and uh, where you're going, what you're doing. But I think a lot of fans are wondering, how the hell did you get connected to wrestling?
1: So actually, it all goes circles back to Josh. Josh is the one that uh, that got me into wrestling when we started dating uh, almost four years ago, and I grew up in a house with no TV. Like it wasn't just I didn't watch wrestling growing up. We had no TV, no cartoons, no nothing. It was uh, you know classical music, and my sister and I did ballet, and so it was very different than most people's upbringing. And when I started dating Josh a few years ago, uh, he told me, you know, I said one Sunday in April, what do you want to do today? He said, well, I want to watch WrestleMania. It's WrestleMania today. <laughs> and I was like, WrestleMania? <laughs> if you don't know about wrestling from an outsider perspective, you don't know what a big deal WrestleMania is. You know, I'm an NFL fan. I was like, is it like the Super Bowl? He said, yeah, it's like the Super Bowl. So we watched, we watched WrestleMania. We got the the trial on the network <laughs> and, uh, you know, the free, yeah. uh, you know, one month free trial. And then I said, okay, well, look, I'll put it on my card. We'll watch WrestleMania and then we'll get it for free and then we'll cancel. Right. Uh, and they charged my card immediately. <laughs> there was no free month uh, you know I swiped the thing I put the thing in put the trial and it, it charged me $9.99 so we watched that Wrestlemania and uh, and after that was over I said look you you know I just started dating this guy I really like him show me some of this stuff like I don't know anything about wrestling you like wrestling he works with a lot of wrestlers show me some, some wrestling stuff so he put on the Monday Night Wars special this 12 part special on the network and I think it's 12 parts uh, but by the end of that Watching, you know, watching everything that was going on in the Attitude area and WCW and everything, you know, all the drama and the, the heartache and the injuries and the, war, you know, exchanges of words. Uh, I was totally hooked. And that's, uh, and ever since then, I've just been obsessively watching the network.
0: What was your, what was the first talent, in-ring talent that you connected with? Warrior. Really, he was
1: Ultimate Warrior because it's it's not that he was the best technician, of course, or had the best move or anything, but he was the first person that like when he came down the ring, I was like, oh, I get it, I get why people like this guy because he's so charismatic. Uh, he had such you know such amazing energy. He came running down the ring, shaking the ropes, running from side to side. It's like I get why people get hyped about this guy. A lot of the ones like the super technicians, like the Bret Hart's, it took. It took a while for me to understand why they're so amazing. On first watch, I was like, oh, "It's cool," but it took a while to understand. Warrior was like right away.
0: What do you think uh, attracts female viewers today? Uh, the other, the females in the ring, because right now they're the women in wrestling have never had it better.
1: Oh, it's amazing.
0: I think yes. I've been around it since I've been making a living in it since seventy four. Right. So uh, I can tell you, and it's not bragging. Oh, it should have been more equitable. All along. Because I could say the same thing about African Americans. Sure. You know, when you're when you're when a promoter says, I don't need it, I don't need him, meaning a black guy. Right. I've already got one.
1: Right. <laughs> and one is an African.
0: Really? Come on. Yeah. So uh are you are you do you are you are you kinda uh jazzed up about what the women are doing in WWE especially?
1: I couldn't be more excited about it, you know, especially because the wrestling industry and the music industry are so similar in so many ways. And The music industry is also having this amazing surge of female musicians right now as well. And if you look in mixed martial arts, you know, in UFC, in women's boxing, you know, in in the NASCAR with the female drivers, like, there's this amazing surge of women in previously male-dominated industries. And to see it happening in WWE in such a huge, huge way, and even in the indie shows, you know, we go to PCW Ultra here in LA all the time, Tessa Blanchard's the champion, and, you know, seeing Tessa out there wrestling and just, like, doing moves I've never even heard of before, uh, it's just amazing to see, and and I was at Evolution. You know, Lizzie Hale and I opened up Evolution a couple weeks ago. All right,
0: and to be congratulations there, on that, by the way. Thank you. That was a cool. That was great booking too for you. It was. It, amazing. it was great positioning. You look big on TV, in the ring, you know, on the on the stage. Thank you. It's kind of cool. I I I I loved the. Uh, I'm a big Nakamura fan.
1: Me too.
0: The Nakamura that we've seen to date has shown glimpses of brilliance. Sure. I think against Seth Rollins on Sunday in law, here in Los Angeles at the uh, Survivor Series, you, we got a chance to see that that whole thing be uh, imploded. Mm-hmm. He should come out of his... because they they they, they, they seem like they they match up well. They, you know, your guitar and his drums makes it works.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: You know, so I think the chemistry between Nakamura and uh, Rollins should be. Uh, exceptional.
1: It can only be as good as who you're working
0: with. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. But I thought you're uh, you really uh, blew me away on that uh, Nakamura entrance. Thank you. I I, I you know i I don't have any talent of any kind really, but uh, I don't know how in the hell you would. Uh, that was a hard song to play to me.
1: It was you know the the notes of the song itself weren't all that hard. You know the real challenge of something like that is every time I play something with WWE. The direction is always the same we want as much movement as possible you know we want as big of a movement like because you're obviously you're playing to the back rows you know in this you know that was 80,000 people there <laughs> and you know when you're moving for that huge amount of people it's hard to get both your fine motor skills and your large motor skills going at the same time to play these tiny notes with your fingers but make these huge motions that are going to be seen by thousands and thousands of people in the room and the millions and millions watching at home
0: yeah forever Forever. Forever, by the way. <laughs> can
1: never be taken back.
0: That's what uh, Vince told me uh, one time a few years ago. He said, you know, Jr., we get this network going, you're going to be a goddamn immortal. <laughs> when you're dead and gone, they're going to remember you. I said, well, let's do not get this, let's do not get too far ahead of ourselves here. Now. <laughs> I'm not feeling the back nine here, Daddy-O, but I've got a little time left, I think. Uh, but I thought the, you on that, you, were, you played that ramp amazingly. Well, folks, folks, go back to the, the network and, Check out uh, Nita's entrance for Nakamura at WrestleMania. You dominated it, that uh, runway like it was your stage, and it was your stage.
1: That's what That was the direction that I got from Ms. McMahon and from Triple H to say, that, you know, this is your spot, this is your stage. Until Nakamura comes down, that's your thing. And even when he goes past, you know, we're going to cut away to you, so just make sure you're on and you're performing. Like, there's not an off time for you in yeah. this because anytime he needs to turn a corner or do something else, That's, you know, we're going to cut away to you. So, you know, uh, I got a nice compliment, which was, you are a cutaway machine. (laughs) I'm always moving around and doing something.
0: That's cool. That's a nice compliment. How was was the the chairman as a producer at WrestleMania? It's his baby, you know.
1: That's true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Everything at WrestleMania was such a finely tuned machine. And for me to be able to step in and, you know, and just jump in and execute with with very little rehearsal. You know, I was a little worried about it because coming from the rock world in a situation like this, you'll rehearse with the band, you know, with the people you're performing with for a few days at least. And I rehearsed for the first time at 1:30 p.m. on the day of WrestleMania when doors were about to open in an hour and a half. Wow. So you know, I was like,, oh, I don't know how this is gonna go off and everybody is so pro. Everybody has it together. Everybody knows exactly what, you know, all the pieces move in such synchronicity that it was really easy.
0: What did you take away from your uh, working with Vince in that realm where he was giving you instructions? That basically, he was sharing his his visions of creativity with you that he hoped that you could then pull off.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it was, it was cool to be on the receiving end of, of that creativity. But I did have a great Vince moment in that, uh, in In that whole situation, at one point, uh, I hadn't met Vince yet. And, you know, I was just, it was me and and the creative guys, the music guys and stuff down. We had done it once, we had run through it once. And then all of a sudden, there we are, we're about to do it again. And Vince came walking down the ramp. And I was like, <gasps> <laughs> not having said well, hello. Well, was he in the Mr. man
0: walk or the Vince walk? Regular walk. Okay. Yeah,
1: he wasn't on. <laughs> <laughs> I wish so much that it had been the no chance in hell walk. <laughs> but it was just regular walk. And uh, and he, you know, I said, thank you so very much for this opportunity. And I could tell he was not interested in being thanked at that moment because he was working. And he said, at this point in the song... Um, I want you to jump. And I said, that sounds great. Uh, what point are you talking about? He's like, well, there was a, a, a video cue behind me that I couldn't see. And he was referring to this video cue. He said, when the, when the camera zooms out, I want you to jump. And I was going, when does it do that? And he looked at me like I was stupid and what? said, well, when the camera zooms out, of course. I said, that sounds great. <laughs> thank you so much I'll try that on the next one and then I looked at the you know when he left I looked at the, the music guys I was like does anybody know what he
0: meant? Yeah, somebody decipher it for you.
1: Somebody, and they did, yeah. And they and they said, "Look, this. We'll watch it back. Okay, there's the cue." And they then they were able to translate it into the music terms for me because I I had no idea what the video was doing behind, right. me. You know, so it was it was funny having one of those you know the stories that you always hear about people taking direction from Vince and having a little one myself.
0: He uh, is not lazy. I mean, for a guy that's a billionaire, no. uh, he, he's his his hands are on every creative element. From the time that show starts until this was good night, everybody.
1: Yeah, I have literally not even gotten to say more than a quick hello and thank you to him because every time I've been backstage, he's always been working. And actually, even after Evolution, like I wanted to thank him for the opportunity to be there. And he had the headset on, he was focused, he was in the corner with four people in front of him. And I had to go over to Stephanie and said, Do you think it's okay if I just say a quick thank you? And she said, Yeah, it's okay. And so I just, Shook his hand quickly, said thank you for the opportunity. He said you're great, come back again, and that was that was it. <laughs> cool. We're back to the show.
0: Yeah, yeah. How, so? Did they did the WWE contact you uh, Nita originally to come do something at WrestleMania? Did they? Did you guys reach out to them? Did they reach out to you? How was that? How'd that arrangement come about?
1: All roads lead back to Josh.
0: Josh, you little rascal. He does,
1: yeah. <laughs> um, so Josh, not only, you know, as I as I listed before, he wears all the hats in, in the Nita Strauss world besides the guitar playing one, which is what I do. Um, but he's he's not like other managers in that he doesn't t- ever take the easy road. He'll say this is, he'll get an idea in his head and then he'll just kick down doors and knock on other doors and, and swim across rivers and burn down bridges until it happens. So he had this vision in his head of me playing WrestleMania and, and actually of playing Nakamura's song. And he started knocking on doors and, and banging on things. We got doors slammed in our face and banged on another door and got that one slammed in our face. And uh, and the most instrumental person who finally put us in touch with the right people was Mick Foley. Wow. And Mick was the one that said, you know, Mick at one point, I believe, actually sent a text to Mr. McMahon about me and said, I think that the WWE should be in the Nita Strauss business. And when I finally did hear from WWE's music team, they said, you know that Mick Foley, uh, you know, he, he put his word behind you and that speaks volumes, you know, in our world. And, that's great. and that means the world to me.
0: Yeah. And, he, and because he's an honorable dude. Yeah. You know, he's, he's another guy I had to battle to get hired
1: because
0: mm. he didn't have the typical WWE look. Right. So uh, that, that, that's another story from the time. I
1: love that story he tells about, about the booking where he was put head to toe in brown
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> like he's a big turd <laughs> he's a classic he's a good he's a good dude the The vent scenario is interesting because you've you played in so many big markets, small tight houses mm-hmm. intimate as they might want to say
1: yeah
0: cozy yeah cozy <laughs> a tin barn I, i've I've refereed dressing matches on rodeo grounds around cow manure and things of that nature. It's always a great blast.
1: We played rodeo grounds as as <laughs> recently as last
0: year. Did
1: you? Oh, yes. Cool. Alice has been doing, you know, we do a lot of huge shows, you know, but we do a lot of the cozier shows as well, and we did actually play a real racetrack, like, but not like a big racetrack, like an mm. indoor racetrack. Okay. <laughs> uh, with the manure and with the horses outside and all.
0: Well, you got to, the fans didn't care. I bet the fans. No. Just, they want to hear music.
1: No, they loved it.
0: They want to hear We Alice Call Cooper. those the
1: character building shows.
0: <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> At his stage of life, and I don't. And I mean this in total respect. Mm. Does he have to pace himself a little bit?
1: He hasn't started pacing himself yet. He's seventy, and wow. oh, uh, we bravo. still tour ten months out of the year. Uh, and he has two bands now. So if he's not touring with us, he's touring with the other band, the Hollywood Vampires. And it's you know he's seventy years old. I'm thirty one. And I'm still trying to keep up with his energy on stage. He golfs every single morning unless it's snowing or really raining. Uh, he has a super active lifestyle. You know, he's got always got new music and stuff coming out. So he's doing a ton of press, interviews, phoners, TV appearances, radio appearances. And we still do five shows a week. Wow. He never takes more That's than admirable. two days off a week. That's yeah. strong. Oh, yeah.
0: That's a strong work ethic. Do you still have his restaurant in, in Phoenix?
1: No, it just closed. <coughs> Cooperstown. It just yeah. closed down.
0: I went there a few... When we had TV there, instead at a hotel near there, we do Raw or Pay-Per-View, whatever, in Phoenix.
1: Yeah, because it's right across from the stadium. Yeah, right. Yeah.
0: yeah. And I, I enjoyed great. it. All great memorabilia in there I thought was kind of cool. Do
1: you have that brownie?
0: Oh, yeah, of course. That
1: brownie was so good. That's the thing I miss about Cooperstown is yeah. they had the brownie and they had that big hot dog, which yeah. I never
0: had. And now I have diabetes, too. So, so
1: no. So it's good that it's gone because the brownie's gone. Yeah, no more brownies <laughs> for JR. Aww. No, he's
0: got to watch it now. Or at least to be Dillard, be, uh, moderation, moderation. Low-carb brownies. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> you figure that one out, baby. Hey, I, I went to Oklahoma City today. got a big delay. So I, I sat there. I was there so long, I had two lunches mm. today. And I had a Philly cheesesteak with no bread and sliced tomatoes. That was mm. lunch one. And I had a couple of Moscow meals as well. But then I found out my flight is delayed another 45 minutes. Right. Now it's a burger patty, mm. fried egg, bacon, and sliced tomatoes.
1: Are you doing the the low carb? Are you doing the keto? Yeah. I like that. I've gone
0: from size 42 to 38 pant.
1: That's amazing. I'm
0: still a fat ass, but you know.
1: (laughs) But a loss is a loss. You know, eating healthy, especially on tour, was one of the things that like completely changed my life. I actually have all my meals sent out to tour now. Really? Yeah. I use a company called Trifecta Nutrition and they send my meals out every Friday and they'll do low carb. You know, super organic, grass fed, all that kind of stuff, and having that kind of thing has made all the difference Smart. in the world. Yeah. You know, that's so your fuel. it is. That's, that's that's the gas you put in your body. You got to put premium in, baby.
0: That's it. You got, mm-hmm. absolutely have to. Uh, the uh, this is pretty cool. The uh, the uh, Seahawks and Rams. America the Beautiful. Oh yeah. That's strong.
1: Was that yeah? No, it has to be the day before yesterday now.
0: November 11th. I haven't
1: had, I haven't known what day it was in a few days, but, you know, uh, as a lifelong Los Angeles native LA sports fan, you know, I saw my first ever football game at the Coliseum, Trojans Bruins, college game, but still football. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, we were talking about college before we got on the air, but, uh. Playing America the Beautiful as part of the salute to service, honoring the vets. They had uh, 50 candidates taking the oath there on the field. uh, And then I I played America the Beautiful. And it was such an emotional moment. I had to actually take a step back and try to get out of the emotion so I could play right. (laughs) (laughs) Because it was uh, such an emotional moment to be there in my home stadium to play in front of these, you know, the veterans and the newly enlisted candidates.
0: Yeah, that's cool. That's good. That's a, those are one of those bucket list deals.
1: It is. You remember? You remember
0: that like you were the rodeo arena.
1: Exactly. Most
0: right? <laughs> character.
1: Yeah, and actually, there's another wrestling connection there because uh, it was actually DDP who put us in touch with the right people at the Rams. He works with some of the players on the Rams team, and it was DDP who put that all together. He was
0: on. Our, he was a guest on our show. He was also on the on the cruise. On the
1: cruise, yeah. He
0: had a, he had a couple of uh, yoga seminars. Did you, you do the yoga? no
1: <laughs> that'll take you down from that 38
0: i know i know well i gotta i, I got all of moderation young lady all of moderation <laughs> i gotta i gotta face myself but i believe that stone cold using the uh, ddp yoga program now mm-hmm. and he says it's a it's a difference maker big it time is, and also great. no bullshit yeah i mean he's gonna tell you the truth or he'll say oh, yeah, it's okay yeah then ask you then change the topic he loves the, the ddp yoga
1: it's good the, for your mobility yeah, plus he Definitely. quit drinking yeah yeah, yeah, that,
0: that was hard on to believe. I said, no, come on. I said, look, where'd you get that? National Enquirer or the Dirt sheet?" <laughs> but he did. He quit drinking, for, for at least for now. Uh, so, need a busy weekend in Los Angeles. Uh, four big days of wrestling uh, beginning on uh, Saturday night for the NXT Takeover. I understand some of your music is living in the... Uh, and the theme for this War Games show.
1: That's right. It's uh, really a thrill to hear that. You know, I've been watching NXT and watching the build-up for War Games and hearing my song played, uh, my song Mariana Trench is just, that's a bucket list, you know, to hear my song in yeah. WWE programming. Uh, and yeah, we're definitely going to be there at, uh, at TakeOver. And then unfortunately, we're going to miss everything else because my tour starts the next day. So we have to fly out to the East Coast on Sunday to start my solo tour in uh, New Bedford, Massachusetts. But... We will be there for NXT TakeOver and get very loud, very excited.
0: I know that uh, there's a lot of our, our fans, listeners here, are our are, are rock fans, heavy metal. Uh, you've got a great tour going on.
1: Oh, yeah. We're excited about it.
0: And if people want to follow that, how to, where you're touring, how to get tickets, what's the easiest way of doing that?
1: Easiest way is always social media because everyone's on Instagram and Twitter every day. Uh, I'm Hurricane Nita on Twitter, Instagram, and Snap. I'm Nita Strauss on Facebook, and my website, NitaStrauss.com, has all of the dates listed as well. There you
0: go, NitaStrauss.com. Social media is big. You got all that. So uh, you guys check that out. I follow Hurricane Rita on (laughs) Hurricane Nita.
1: Hurricane Nita. But the first time that we tweeted was about Hurricane Rita.
0: Was? What it was. That's where it was. Really?
1: That's where it's all. That's where it all comes from. That's
0: where it all started. Ted
1: <laughs> Hurricane Rita. Yeah, my album "Controlled Chaos" is coming out on Friday. The day, actually, the day before War Games. So uh, it'll be a perfect kickoff. You to have the a hell weekend release. here. Yeah, I've got the album release party on Thursday, uh, which is in Seal Beach at Affliction Studios. Uh, And that'll be the first time anyone gets to hear the album in its entirety. Then Friday, the album comes out. Saturday, we're going to be fans, super fans at TakeOver. And then Sunday, we head on Out on the Road, 29 shows in 31
0: days. That's a killer. I I, I admire that.
1: They gave us Thanksgiving off. So as long as you get some turkey and some cranberry, we'll be happy.
0: All of this, uh, are are there some of these these trips, I'm assuming, I'm just looking at your schedule here. It's absurd. Yeah, (laughs) you're right. I, I feel for you, honey. I really do. Because uh, I know you're in LA, say for example, on, on the ninth of December, then you got a day off, so you can get to Austin for the eleventh.
1: Yeah, twenty-two hour drive.
0: So that's what I was going to ask you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You're you're going by land for this, by this? bus, yeah. Really?
1: Yeah, we're going by bus. It's so much more economical. Even with Alice Cooper, we tour on a bus. Um, everyone thinks that you know when you're at that level, you fly everywhere, and you've got private planes and all that stuff. And and some bands do, but Alice is you know I think a big secret of his longevity is he's always been really good with money. He's been mm. very frugal. So, yeah, you know, we're on a a nice tour bus, but it's a bus.
0: It's one bus?
1: Uh, Alice now just recently has split us into two buses. So there's five and five. Uh, Alice is on the bus with his wife, his assistant, and two of the band members, and then the other three band members and our tour manager are on the other bus. Wow. But it's still so. It's really relaxing, you know, compared to how our tour is going to be, where it's the whole band and crew on one bus. <laughs> That's going to be a different experience.
0: You gonna you gonna video videotape the the tour?
1: Oh yeah, we had to. You know, it's 2018. A videographer is an essential part of, of everything you do. In,
0: the world needs content.
1: Exactly. And
0: yeah. there's content. It's new. And it's unique. And and it's, it's cool. Yeah, I definitely. I just I'm sorry that you're not. I see where you're at in my part of the world. You're not in Oklahoma though.
1: Oh, Oklahoma no. City. Next time.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll come too.
1: We just played there actually with Alice, or or nearby there, and uh, it was beautiful. I we went there at just exactly the right time. The weather was great.
0: Yeah, so. I I uh, I want to come see you perform, and I'll get a hold of your better half over here. Oh yeah, give, he knows give,
1: everything better. Oh than yeah, I do.
0: <laughs> yeah, can I help a brother out with a couple of tickets. <laughs> Always. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, how is the uh, the taping? I, I saw you on the Foley special. Mm. Uh. And I felt very, uh, I've always felt, you know, obviously a kinship to that. Of course. To him, because a, we, we, I helped hire him and Vince and, uh, acquiesced, even though he said, I'll get my heart broken. I didn't never, he didn't, Mick never broke my heart. Mm. Uh, but I really love that story. And of course, in a center around the Hell in a Cell, which I, 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 when I, tell, I used to tell my wife, I said, well, it was a great moment. And she said, honey, it wouldn't have been nearly as good on the sound down. That's true. Okay. Well, thanks, Sugar. wanted to ask you before you get away here, because uh, I know you're on the road endlessly. You're getting ready to go on the road even more. What do you make of this? Uh, have, you, have you become a Becky Lynch fan, like just about everybody?
1: Oh my God, have I become a Becky Lynch fan? I'm obsessed with Heel Becky Lynch, but can you even call her Heel Becky Lynch no, now? I can't. She's not. Um, Becky and I actually did, you know, we're talking about content, content creation. Becky and I did this sit down together, uh, which we called stay the course. And it was, it was meant to be an interview. She and I interviewing each other, but what it ended up was as two friends, just sitting and talking about life, talking about our parallels and everything. And the more we talked, the more we, there we had this moment of really you too. Like, I thought that was just me. And we realized as two completely different women from different countries, different industries, different life paths, we had the same trajectory. We had so many of the same challenges and hardships and everything else. So uh, getting to know Becky on that level, you know, and and putting it out, you know, it's out on YouTube. If you look up Nita Strauss, Becky Lynch, it comes up and and so many people saw it and they're like, you guys, we had the same thing. Like so many women from different industries have responded to it and been like, "The uh, the parallels are just amazing. So to relate to her in that way and now see how over she is. You know, I was there at Evolution. And the, the crowd was chanting her name, and it was just insane.
0: Yeah, she's uh, she's extremely over, as they say, within the business. Mm-hmm. This uh, broken nose concussion situation that, that occurred on Monday night is obviously, as everybody should know by now, it's going to keep her out of the Survivor Series against Rousey. It's going to be, as I mentioned earlier, it's going to be uh, Charlotte and Ronda Rousey. Which, you know, I ain't going to bitch at that, but obviously everybody say well, it's too quick, it's too soon. Right. You know, when you're in the entertainment business, uh, the promoters are, they are compelled to give the fans on a substitution. You always want to be better than what you're substituting for. Right. So you want to overshoot. Right. With this situation, that was impossible. There is no overshoot. No. Absolutely. She was, she was absolutely white hot, and we, I had not seen a woman... A performer in WWE hotter than Becky Lynch has been the last several weeks. Ever, literally,
1: never, never, ever, ever. Even as a newer fan, you know, as just just from my watching of the network and diligently studying, I can't think of anything I've ever seen that was you know more exciting, maybe equally as exciting, but not. You know, you're talking about Daniel Bryan and the Yes Movement and Stone Cold. You know, when he was at his peak, and that, and now Becky, like that's really like this. That's the standard, and I think she's there.
0: And I think that uh, you know somebody asked me uh, if they thought that uh, the pro the issue between Rhonda and Becky would would go on. Of course it will.
1: Of course it has to. Yeah,
0: it she can't it her, just go away. Yeah, uh, Rhonda takes a beating with a chair. She gets her arm almost broken in the locker room. Damn right they're going to continue. They'd be foolish not to. Absolutely. But do it when Becky's healthy and safe. And uh, I thought on SmackDown, I saw the early part of SmackDown. You're going to love it because as we take this, folks, uh, SmackDown's. West Coast feed has not occurred yet.
1: Yeah, it's it's SmackDown here starts in about 10 minutes. So no I'm, I can't wait to see Becky's promo. But uh, I actually thought as soon as they announced that match, I thought it was too soon as a fan. I I would have liked to see both Becky and Ronda stay hot, stay undefeated, you know, go on that streak and then maybe wrestle at WrestleMania or something. Right. So as a fan, although, you know, of course, I, I hope Becky's okay. As just from a booking perspective, I'm kind of happy that the the buildup is going to go on and the feud is going to go on because it's something that I wanted to see. And if it's if it would have been over after Sunday, it wouldn't have been a long enough
0: feud well, for I, me. Ironically, you could look at it this way, that perhaps the Becky Lynch-Ronda Rousey match will now happen at WrestleMania. At
1: WrestleMania. So maybe I got my wish in, the, in the worst possible way because I'd never wish anybody
0: to get That's hurt. a great payoff for everybody. <laughs> and by the time we got to uh, uh, April... Mm-hmm. It would be that that t- that match that ticket would be untouchable. That Finally. could very
1: well be a WrestleMania headline.
0: It could close the show.
1: It could very very well be a WrestleMania headline, and and I actually had a conversation with Rhonda about that at one point. I said, "So what do you do? What do you want to do? What's your dream? Like, what's your goal here in this business?" And she said, "I want to headline WrestleMania." There you go. So, I think that this could very well be that. And God, it's a match. I can't wait to see it. Like, I me too. It's, it would be absolutely
0: amazing. Me too. I don't want to read any spoilers. I just want to go watch the match and enjoy the performance. Definitely. I don't need to see your playlist. Yeah. Just play what you want to play. <laughs> right? I love
1: that. Yeah, definitely. I
0: don't need to see that. So mm-hmm. uh, it was good. Hey, uh, I really appreciate you taking time to drop by here. And uh, I really enjoyed meeting you. I felt like I already knew you kind of, though. From Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, you Twitter. become
1: better friends on social media. Twitter. Twitter.
0: <laughs> uh, at J-R-S-B-B-Q, at Hurricane Nita. That's right. That's one word. As you would know, folks. So it's all cool. Uh, NitaStrauss dot for all the tour information. Uh, the tour starting in a few days, so she will, she may be in your neighborhood. If so, don't miss it. Only though if you if you don't want to see the greatest female guitarist in the world, <laughs> shame on you. See, I thought I was, I got this. I, I got another thought. I do this all the time. Sorry, Ted. Uh, <laughs> I, I think that. Uh, see, I always thought that. The greatest guitar player that I that fueled me when I was young and impressionable was uh, Eric Clapton.
1: Absolutely, pretty good, amazing.
0: Yeah. Then I'm old drinking buddies with Billy Gibbons. Okay. He ain't bad either.
1: No. Uh no he, such. You know,
0: you know, he's pretty good. That little three, those three dudes in Texas make good music. Oh yeah. Uh, and I, they're my buddies, and I think the world of them. Uh, and there was somebody else I already thought, oh, Joe Walsh.
1: Oh, Joe Walsh is amazing. Yeah. Legend.
0: He don't remember a lot of it, but he's a hell of a guitar <laughs> player, man. Yeah. You're, you're, so and so when I saw you perform, there was an energy and an electricity and a movement and a physicality that uh, that those guys they ain't never had. Yeah, That's, you're, you're it's a different. A, cat. It's a
1: different thing, you know. Yeah. I, all my heroes are guitar players that when you look at them, you go, "That looks like fun." You know, like almost like a wrestler. Right? There's some wrestlers you watch you go, "That looks difficult." and I don't want to do it. I, that doesn't look like something I want to do. But you take. Go back to Warrior. You look at what this guy's doing. You go, that looks like fun. Yeah. Whatever that guy's doing, like, that looks like I'm, something I would want to do. And that's what I try to give the audience when I
0: perform. Less was more for the Warrior. Like you yeah. said, he wasn't a great uh, in-ring stylist, but he had amazing charisma and he had the ability, whether he knew how to do it or could explain how he did it, to connect with the audience. Yeah. And when you find the formula, whether you know the exact ingredients or not, don't screw with it. Yeah. That's your money. That's, that's, nice. that's the forever connection to your consumer.
1: Josh and I always joke about this that some of the most, like really all of the most legendary uh, WWE performers are the ones without the crazy movesets. Right. You know, you take a Stone Cold or or Ultimate Warrior or Hogan. They're not the ones doing hurricaranas and, you know, backflips and, right. you know, crazy moves. They're they're just there and their charisma and attitude and speaking carries them through. I'm
0: telling a great story.
1: Telling a great story. And
0: understanding crowd psychology. And that's, so I, I just, I, I really have enjoyed this conversation. hope you can, wish you great, nothing but continued success. Josh seems to be doing a good job. <laughs> He's been taping us since we were started this thing. So uh, if we know where that's going to land, we'll uh, get it out. We'll tell you. So uh, Nita, thank you so much, honey. I appreciate you coming by and I wish you nothing but the best. You're thank great. You. You're just phenomenal.
1: Thank you so much for having me on. This is great. Thank you.
0: Man, it's been a fun show love talking in the studio here in Culver City with Nita Strauss uh, she's her she got a new album control chaos out on Friday check that out for sure uh, she's starting a tour in just the next few days I think she's I mean non-stop she's a machine and uh, that'll be uh, all the details for that at Nita Uh and she's everywhere that's amazing talent she has and what a wrestling fan. So as a one wrestling fan here, to you there, uh, you get a chance to see Nita and support her, another wrestling fan. Check her out, man. Uh, what, she's an amazing performer. We thank her for being with us here this week. Now, next week on the program, uh, I'm excited about this interview because we're going to talk to a single mom who's one hell of a hand in the ring. Uh, she's a, one of the stars of Facebook because she posts the greatest photos, her, she and her son. Uh, I'm talking about Angelina Love, Lauren Williams. She'll be here on the, with us uh, next week. How does she do it all? How do you balance being a single mom, having some sort of a social life, or does she? Uh, she spends so much time, probably the most loving mother I, I have seen, the coolest mom. Coolest mom. I can tell you this, when that little boy gets older and he brings his buddies over to their house, hoo they're going to enjoy this, those uh, opportunities. Lovely lady, very intelligent, but I, I like the uh, fact that she does, she lets her hurdles not be hurdles. And we'll talk all about that next week. I uh, can't wait to do that. And by the way, I do want to learn more about you guys too. If you have a minute to spare, I'd really appreciate if you'd visit the uh, uh, www.podsurvey.com. Who Whoever thought of that? Must be, needs to go to jail. Uh, Fill out a short survey telling me who you are and what you like to do. Now, be nice. This information will be used to help us create content for the show and find advertisers that you want to hear from. Again, visit www.podsurvey.com to complete the survey and help us learn more about you. That's going to bring us to the end of another day here pretty quick. Remember, we always encourage you to leave us those beautiful five-star ratings. Uh, subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, or wherever the hell you get your Slabber Docker audio. Uh, the latest five-star reviews. We, again, we had a goal. We, we accomplished our goal. We upped our goal now. 1,750 five-star ratings by the end of the year. We need 195. We got to get after it, folks. need your help here. Uh, Gray said so says JR was the voice of my childhood. It was great to meet him in Birmingham with Inside the Ropes. Keep up the great work, JR. Hey, thanks. For, the, Kenny uh, McIntosh does a great job with his team over there, Inside the Ropes. I've enjoyed all those shows, but thank you very much, Gray, because Gray said so. Uh, BG QBall187, you know him. You love him. Reach for the stars with Casey Kasel. To hear the stories in the past is great and the information given is great. Two, uh, two distinct adjectives in one sentence. It might be the overuse of the word great but BGQball187 by golly we like you. And finally uh, I.R. Hatley said so the show delivers five star quality week in and week out. Tremendous insight into the wrestling business, great interviews and tons of fun, tons of information. Thank you, Jr. Thank you, Jr. Hadley. Remember, uh, I'm on Twitter at jrsbbq, uh, Facebook and Instagram, Jim Ross BBQ. A new show drops every Wednesday. You guys know that. Every Wednesday, tell your friends about us. Spread the word uh, and uh, enjoy what we do because we really enjoy bringing it to you. So next week, again, uh, Miss Angelina Love, the single mom doing everything, being a great mom and being a great talent in the ring. I you saw that they where she refereed a match. Pretty cool. So, uh, a lot of fun coming your way next week. Uh, it's Thanksgiving week. A lot to talk about. A lot to be thankful for. We'll have a special show for you. And uh, I hope you'll come back. Tell your friends. Come back and join us. Remember that... Uh, it's always good to do nice things to people, for people, about people, that aren't expecting it. Uh, in this day and time, really folks, enough is enough. What are we doing to each other? We gotta stop. We've gotta, we gotta turn a leaf, we gotta become better souls, better people, more patience, and just do right. And if you do that, uh, you'll live half of your life. There ain't no room in my, in my carry-on for any negatives. I'm done. I'm done with the negatives. So, uh, until next week, uh, I encourage you to remember this. Our tomorrows are never guaranteed, folks. So, I'm going to get on that big old airplane. American Airlines taking me home tomorrow, back to Oklahoma. So, until next week, I'm good old J.R. Jim Ross saying, So long, everybody. The Westwood One Podcast Network, 83 weeks with Eric Bischoff. I'm grateful for everything that happened to me, the good and the bad, because it's all experience. Sometimes people overvalue positive experience and undervalue negative experience. But I, I learned far, far more from my mistakes than I ever have from my successes. 83 weeks with Eric Bischoff, free, free from the Westwood One Podcast Network.